Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Who Are Somehow Important to My Well-Being, the podcast. I'm Sydney, and I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lily Kaufman, who was recently seen on the Mean Girls National Tour in the ensemble. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm happy to be here. Do you remember me? I do remember you. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see me play Regina? No, you didn't. Did you? No, I saw you the week you debuted, like officially in Toronto. And then I went again in Costa Mesa. Um, Okay. But I usually start by telling my guests, but you know, it's called people who are somehow important to my well-being. So I tell them how they're important to my well-being and why I brought them here. So you, like I just said, I am a huge Mean Girls fan. That's how I know you, although I know you've been in other things. And just getting to see you perform. And I'm so glad that I had gotten to meet you and talk to you. And I want to talk to you more. So um, so I guess we'll start. How did you get into performing? Um, Yeah, I started as a dance. I started dancing my parents kind of like put me into all the different things when I was a little nugget and uh dance dance classes really stuck and through my dance studio I got put into a musical um they needed like a few short little nugget ballet dancers um for a production of funny girl that they were doing and um so they had me do that and I kind of like fell in love with the musical theater side of things Mm -hmm. And the child wrangler was like, they're doing Fiddler on the Roof next summer and they need like one really young girl to play like the youngest daughter. If you liked this that much, you should audition. So I did audition uh, and got that youngest daughter. And so I did that the following summer and that was my first like, I was pretty young. I was in sixth grade or summer before sixth grade and I was doing eight shows a week for like three or four months um, over the summer. Where was that? That was at um, New Theater Restaurant, which is a dinner theater in my hometown, Kansas City. Um, And I got paid $50 a week and I thought I was absolutely rich. I thought I was... As a sixth grader? (laughs) Well, and my mom, like, bless her spirit, she taught me from an early age, like, you have to pay the bills because she made me give her half of my weekly paycheck to pay for gas for getting me to... (laughs) theater which is fair taught me very what did you need that money for in sixth grade well exactly I mean ideally like I'm sure I wanted some sort of like chia pet or something but not exactly like I don't need anything it's fine Uh, I would have gone and like blown it all at Bath and Body Works or something Exactly. I did too. You know what I mean? We got to yeah, That was so I like got the bug and ever since then it was it was old I mean single focus from that point on. Clearly. And then you went to school for theater, right? I did. Yeah, I went to Florida State. Go Knowles. Go Knowles, baby. Did you always know that you wanted to go there or was it kind of just like Florida State was just on my list. I mean, with um, you know, I I'm not sure how much you know about the like musical theater programs of colleges and stuff. Oh, I've been learning so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it just depends on where you get in. So it, not only do you need to get into the the university or the school itself, that you also have to get into the program, right? Um, which you have to audition for. Um, so like you know, I think. People who are smart will just have a, a nice handful of schools that they are willing to consider um, based on like 
the style of the program and of course the needs of the the person applying but like I I think I auditioned for 12 schools Um, and I would say like maybe three of those I was like less excited about and then like the rest of them I was like I would be happy to go to any of these schools and then of the ones I got into I think I got into like four or five pretty good yeah so then of the ones that I got into Florida State was just like the best you know there's so many things you have to consider when you're deciding on a program um money being the first one like how much scholarship versus like how just in general how much is the tuition cost at that school out of state etc right um so that was a big conversation and then I actually wanted to do Greek life so that was um, another part of my decision making and a lot of musical theater programs, even if they're at like a big university, they like do not allow oh, I know. <laughs> students to do Greek life. And Florida State was one of the schools that was kind of an exception to that. And so that kind of aligned as well. So what sorority were you in? I was a Pi Phi, Pi Beta Phi. I'm I am I'm a legacy Pi Phi. My mom was a Pi Phi. Mm-hmm. So I was already kind of like looking at Pi Phi and then it just so happened they paired me with like um a girl who was in like the big acapella group. Oh. Um, I wonder why they did that <laughs> yeah and she and I she's obviously as you can imagine like loves musical theater so like right. she finding out that I was in the program and she actually knew what it meant to be in the program because it's very small I right. had seven people in my class seven yeah Florida State is like one of the smallest programs. They they keep it really small. Um, so that makes sense why you wanted to be in Greek life because like Michigan, their classes are like thirty. Like right. I, I can see why they wouldn't be. You know, musical theater has so it's so multifaceted. You have to you have to know a lot about singing and a lot, a lot about dancing and a lot about acting and learn a lot about the history of theater and and also be like very up to date with how things are changing because like, right. it's very very much changing and a lot of these programs the people that are in charge of them are quite old Mm -hmm. um no discredit to that like so wise wonderful but if the if the program leaders aren't actively trying to make sure that they're staying up to date with how the industry is going then the programs can become very out of date so there can be and that's kind of like right now is starting the changing of the guard it's like when musical theater became an actual major way back you know they started getting these professors like taking over the programs and then they just stuck with it right and now they're finally getting to the point where they're retiring and it's sort of shifting over to new management and I think that that is especially exciting that's for good. musical theater of the future generation right right yeah. well that's how I feel too like with my program like first of all it was a program that like nobody even knew existed at Michigan State I was a psych major I didn't know it existed until I switched my major currently like the whole industry's on strike so unless you're like actually learning about what's going on like you're gonna have no idea and like especially with like media and everything like it's all changing like literally every second let's talk a little bit about Mean Girls how I know you so you were originally in the Broadway company for like a hot minute. Yes, that is the T. Hot minute is <laughs> literally a hot minute. So I guess talk to me about how you got started with the show. Um, yeah. So um, the show was always one I had my eye on. Um, I graduated right around when the show was debuting on Broadway. So, you know, it was already cast, everything, blah, blah. It was always when I had my eye on. You know, you kind of get an idea for like the stuff that you do well. Hopefully that's like can be very important to, you know, really know what you do best because 
it's a tough industry and you really got to know where you fit and know um, what makes you valuable in certain places. So I was like, okay, Mean Girls, I'll be valuable because I can dance in the ensemble but these um sort of principal roles are all kind of up my alley just the vibe of the characters and the the musical quality of these the of how the music is written um this this is a good show for me so I always have my eye on it so I started with just going to open calls for it in New York when I moved here really yeah yeah I actually had my first where I made it like all the way to the end they were doing a um, I did an open call for it. And then like a month or two later, they had an appointment for um, a vacation, a universal vacation swing, just a vacation swing, because this was before the tour had gone out. Um, and so I went in for that and made it to like the last four people. There were four of us finally in the room. And this was right before I was about to go out on my first tour that I did, which was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, so this was for Mean Girls Broadway for a vacation swing. And I remember it super vividly. Um, the casting director was like, Lily, you don't look right at all. Look at that girl over there. That is That looks like a high schooler. And the girl that she pointed to is the girl who ended up booking that job. Was and- it? ended up becoming the same girl ended up becoming the dance captain of the mean girls national tour first national oh, tour. So, Michelle. <laughs> so she was playing at Michelle, who I didn't know at the time, but now know and see frequently and is wonderful. Um, and Michelle looked so freaking cool and just so herself, but also very useful. And um, <laughs> I learned a lot from that audition, but I made it, you know, kind of all the way to the end. So I think they right. kind of had file um then I was out on tour and I was on a year writer so I was I was locked in for a year so I was how would you have done it if you because weren't you going on tour already so how would you have been the vacation swing if you like I would have dropped the the tour contract okay I would have dropped the tour contract and I would have probably frustrated well it's the same casting agency it's not the same casting person but they're both uh that like Mean Girls and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Chelsea were the same company it's Chelsea baby so like that's on them right if they cast me over here and blah, right. blah, blah. um so anyways so um I was on tour for a year and right when I got right when I got back from tour they had just cast the Mean Girls tour I and I missed it I missed it by like I kid you not like a month and a half where my writer wasn't done yet and rehearsals for Mean Girls started that Uh month and a half before my writer ended and so when I was asking my agents to like get me in for the tour they were like Lily we literally can't because it's rehearsals before your writer's done and I was like that's <laughs> hip early that whole summer th- they had done this whole big casting process for me girls right but I was out floating away on my tour that I was on couldn't do anything about it so when I came back to the city in October I was like okay well next time I see Mean Girls audition I hope that I can get in there you know right right. and so they did like an open call and I think that they weren't actually looking for anyone but just trying to keep people on file and I went to the open call and everybody who was there already knew all the combos because they had been doing all of these auditions for the past like five months for it right so I like right before I went in there was a girl I knew and I was like wait do you know this could you teach it to me ahead of time and she like taught me the combos super helpful you learned it right then oh my god I learned it right before I like went into the room um and yeah we like went over to a hallway and she like taught me the 
whose <laughs> house is this combo? Um, because I had never I had never done that. Because I'd done for the for the first one that I did, we did like fearless and then we did some tap for stop. So I never done the whose house. Anywho, blah blah blah. I'm making the story a million years long. Moral the story today. Anyways. <laughs> Becca Peterson, who you know and who was the dance captain of the Broadway production at the time, was the one in the audition room at the open call. And Becca and I had done a whole summer together at MT Wichita when I was when we were both still in college. Um, so I knew her. And this was my first time like really knowing the person who was like making the decisions in the audition room. It was a an exciting and cool experience. And Did you know that she'd be there or no? I didn't. I didn't know she'd be there. I knew she was dance captain. So I figured at some point I would probably see her. Um, So she kept me, you know, I stayed to sing and did all the things. And again, I think that I just got my, my picture put on file again, you know, she kind of was like, put Lily on file. And so what ended up happening is then there was an audition for vacation swing universal for tour and Broadway. And I made it to the end of that as well and didn't get it. That ended up going to Brittany Conagati. Actually really didn't become a universal vacation swing. It was supposed to be a universal vacation swing, but then COVID hit and she ended up just becoming a swing for- I didn't realize it was supposed to be universal. It was supposed to be universal. She started out universal, but they sent her out to the tour because that's where they needed her first because they were already- quite a few vacation swings for Broadway and then the pandemic hit and then they decided not to reopen right. the Broadway show. So, right. was, so I'm like connecting dots for you. I'm like, it's I was like, I was getting to the end, like many times right. before the time that actually got me the job. Um, and it, I think that this, this is a tried and true story. Like a lot of the times that's how it goes. You just have to show up every single time and do a great job every single time. And they'll, and so what ended up happening is it was, was an emergency I found out the morning of that the audition was happening that day morning of emergency gonna call you in like it wasn't an open call Um, uh call me in yeah and at this point I had been called in a few times but like I always went to the open call to like remind them that I existed you know as you do and um so this was a call in and I got there and there were only seven of us only seven of us in the room and they were like this position, whoever books this is starting next week. This is an emergency, blah, blah, blah. And so there were only seven of us. And it was clear that all of us had been in many times because they came in and they were like, you all know the combos. We're not going to spend a ton of time teaching them. We're just going to go over them. And then we're going to do this and we're filming and all seven of you are going to sing. And so it was like, no one was being cut. It was clear that they were like, these are the seven that are at the top of the pile. Right. You know, for for our mean girls pile and we're one of you is gonna start next week so um they cut everybody but me and one other girl and had me and that other girl sing janice and so then i started putting puzzle pieces together i was like okay so this person is a janice cover um and so me and this other girl we both just belted our little faces off out of the blue did not know that was coming at all would have been so helpful to know so we could have warmed up properly for that uh but that that is how it goes and um you know she and I we had seen each other before at auditions but we bonded so hard over this experience that that night we went out to get drinks together like after the audition we were like let's go get a fucking marg and some <laughs> chips As and we got 
tipsy, just bonding over what a crazy experience it was. We Are you still really, friends? Yes, absolutely. It's so, it's so cool. And we both were like, here's my number, like text me if you find out. And so we texted each other and she like the next day was like, Lily, I didn't get it. It's you. And I, I was like reaching out to my agents being like, ah, um, and <laughs> so they were waiting until they got like everything confirmed, signed, sealed, delivered, dotted line, um, before telling me and yeah, that was, uh, I remember it very vividly. The moment I got the call, I was in a Mexican restaurant and I ran outside and started high-fiving random strangers in the street. And I started the next week and that was February of 2020. And I did three weeks of rehearsals with Becca as my dance captain. It was really special uh, having her. Wait, so were you the Swing and Janice cover or? Ensemble Janice cover. I took over for Gianna Yanelli's, um medical leave. Got it. She like something in her cervical spine. I think she might've like slipped a couple discs or something, um, a bad neck injury. Um, so I was taking over her onstage track, which is the Danny DeVito track right. in, in uh, on Broadway. And sure enough, I was also joining at the same time that there was a big principal turnover. Right. This is when Sabrina Carpenter was started was joining because Erica Henningsen was leaving. Right. And then our Karen was leaving. So we were getting a new Karen and our Damien was leaving. So we were getting a new Damien. It was like all of these principles were turning over. And then our standby for Janice was becoming Janice. Um, so I was the only ensemble member that was joining. So I was usually in a room with Becca by myself and the principals were over in another room, but then every once in a while I would run it with like all the principals and I'd be the only one like dancing in the back. Um, full tab number by yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, and so the thing that was really special about that and that I'm, I'm grateful for to this day is that because there was this big changing of the guard happening in the cast, there was a huge goodbye party where like Tina Fey and like all the producers and everyone were there to like after their last show. And then in addition to not only, not only were these new principles being put in, you maybe already know this, but they were also putting the tour version of the show onto the Broadway company. So not only did all these new right, people right. join the show? The entire onstage cast had to learn a new version of the show. Right, right. So I had to be in rehearsal rooms That's eventually true. with everyone. Right. With everyone. And then we teched the show. So I literally teched. So it was like you were starting over, basically. It was like everyone was starting over. And so then we had that closing, whatever, goodbye party on Sunday. And then Tuesday night, we had a reopening party, which was my debut on Broadway, which is crazy. Like, what are the odds that, like, the day that I happen to be joining the show right. is also the day that all of these people are starting a brand new version of the show? So I'm not the only one on my toes. Like, everyone's right. like, what is this? And there's lots to celebrate. So we had, like, this big party. And and so, so I got fun. to really, like, have so much fun. And that was Tuesday night. And I did two shows on Wednesday. And Thursday, Broadway shut down. And that. And that was that was my Broadway journey. And wow. we didn't, the show was closing for like a whole year almost. Right. So for a whole year, we were all under the um, the, uh, the the assumption that the show was coming back. And um, so it yeah. hit a little harder when right. they when they decided to close it, just because we had all thought it was coming back for 
almost an entire year into the pandemic. Um, I have like Snapchat memories of me, like being like, when am I ever going to see Mean Girls? I really want to see Sabrina because I also was like a big fan of hers. I had met her before, like whatever. And I was like, oh my God, there's no way she's joining like my favorite show. And she was so cool. I loved her. She it's was good so boy. cool that you know her. Like, <laughs> I mean, kind of like we, you know, I knew her for a if we would have, if I would have gotten to like be in the show with her for a long time, I would have gotten to know her a lot better. Right. Um, but yes, yes, yeah. So short. I remember Renee, that. You know, Renee's cool as hell too. You know, oh, yeah, you know Renee Rap. All those people that really popped off, like they're they're like really good people for the most part, which is awesome. <laughs> So. And then with tour, I just, um, I just got asked, I just got asked to vacation swing. Um, and when did you s- start? <laughs> Cause I know you like officially. Yes. Yeah, so vacation swinging before I joined full time. So I started ju- last July. So like nice. year, so early. a year and change ago. Yeah. I was, um, I was doing a different show at the time and they wanted to start me the day after my show closed. And I asked for a week off so I could go home and, and, and take a little time away. Um, and then the next week I flew right out to tour and they only gave me two weeks to rehearse this time. Cause they were like, you already know the show. And I was like, uh-huh. three years ago, <laughs> two years ago, I guess. Um, so I relearned the show um, and I vacation swung the tour from July of last year until I joined full time in October, November. Mm-hmm. And so I was vacation swinging, which meant I was there a lot and meant that I knew who was leaving. You know right. what I mean? Right. And like you, you were they, scheduled, right? Um, Yeah, because I was vacation swinging, I was pretty scheduled. Um, so I knew what track usually I was going in for when, um, which is nice. So it wasn't like a full swing unless I was covering a swings vacation, which did happen once or twice where I covered a swings vacation, but luckily they didn't put me on for any tracks that I hadn't learned yet. Um, you know them all or did you not have, I only learned three. I learned three And like, I mean, none of those three were Danny DeVito, which I think like if they, you know, they could have taught me because I kind of, you you know, so, so I knew the three and then, and also none of those three were the track that I ended up going into, which is funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I wonder. I knew all the stuff that was happening and I had an offer to do the Beetlejuice national tour at the same time. And so I kind of used that as leverage to say, um, I really want to do Mean Girls full time, but I just can't um, do it full time if there's no um, understudying um, on the on the docket, because I'm just I've I've always understudied. That's kind of where my track in the in the, in the, in the gig is, you know, and I, I love it. I, that's what I, I love being able to every once in a while go on for, go that's on for a, an exciting role, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did my last tour, I was like, I just, I, I, I was going to understudy five roles on the Beetlejuice tour. So I was like, I would love to stay in New Me Girls, but I just need some understudies. So they saw me because Olivia was leaving. So they saw me to cover and they saw me for all the plastics. And I was surprised that Regina was the one that they ended up offering. I I, I expected one of the other two, but um, <laughs> they they offered me the Regina cover with Britney's onstage track. And um, then Gretchen came later because of unforeseen circumstances. And um, yeah, and that's how that that's how that ended. Closed out the that's tour with that and got to close out a chapter um, or not just a chapter, but like um, a little baby, a little bit of trauma, you know, that this like yeah. deep 
sadness that came from doing the show twice or three times, I guess, um, in New York and then the show closing and right. feeling like I did all this work and prep um, and I just didn't really get to see it through. So being able to close the show with the, the company on I mean, tour was like this like huge gift from above. That, and it's like, like closure, I feel like too, like you finally did what you had, you know, done for so long yeah so i i have so much gratitude that that's how the the cards played out yeah oh i have so much to say okay wait so when did you start being the regina understudy i feel like or no no no, gretchen i feel like i knew that but i actually study started in january of this year 2023 no i never saw you as i I only went on I only went on once. So that was, that's like a long story. And I won't honestly bore you with the details. But the, uh, the story there was that I was brought on to be an emergency uh, Gretchen because one of our Gretchen covers got injured and her injury leave just kept extending. And so I think the, the second or third time she extended her injury leave, they came to me and they were like, look, we don't know how long this injury thing's going to have last. Like, would you be willing to be an emergency cover until she gets back? And I ended up negotiating, like, I'm not going to do all of that work and have her come back in a week and then it not be worth right. anything. So I'd like to be an emergency cover for the rest of the tour. And there's like this special circumstance that I negotiated um, that if one of the understudies was out of the building for an extended period of time, i.e. COVID, injury, or vacation, that mm-hmm. I would become a normal understudy instead of an emergency understudy. And so that happened once during my time while I was there where one you of the got COVID and Gretchen called out. And so I became a regular understudy for that short time she had COVID. And I got to go on the the one time and I, I never had a put in. And um, I was pretty frustrated about that, um, not ever having a put in. But I, I, I did. You did it. <laughs> I did it. You know, I did my homework. Um, And as soon as the girl went down with COVID, I was like, I was studying, I was ready, you know, just so if it happened, I was like, I'm not going to make a fool, not only of myself, but for anyone else, I'll I'll do a good job. So So you, you took over in like when all the new people kind of joined, right in November. Yeah. 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 And the nice thing about that was I got to um, rehearse with all the newbies. That's what I was going to ask. I got to rehearse with all the newbies in New York, which was such a gift. They didn't necessarily need to give it to me. And they didn't actually really want to either because they wanted to keep me out on tour swinging at the time. Um, But Niani, my freaking girl, she was like, no, Lily needs to be here. And she knew it's because I'm a super detail-oriented person. And I had never learned the Britney track, the F1 track. track. I'd never learned it. And so she knew I would be super detail oriented and I would want to like have a full rehearsal experience with all these new kids where I could ask all the questions because I was taking over full time. It wasn't just a swing thing where I was going to be in and out. Like this is going to be my track. So um, she really looked out for me. So I ended up coming late. They needed me for the first half of the week in whatever city we were in, Worcester. So I ended up swinging the first half of the week. Blew me in late to start rehearsing with with the new kiddos which was nice for just bonding for all of us and for me because as you can imagine as a vacation swing who comes into the tour super late bonding is like it's definitely a thing like I I totally made friends I'm a very like social person and stuff but as you can imagine like it's already a family you know right and like these people had been with each other since like what 2019 
Right. So many original cast members. And so they all really have their bonds and their groups and their things. And so to be able to like bond with the new kids was kind of lovely for me because I got to really have that experience with them as well as knowing the other people and Yeah, so I started, we started rehearsing end of October, and then we started officially, I think, November 1st in Toronto. Yeah, because I saw it, like, I want to say November 6th or something. It was, like, that Friday of the first week. I remember it was, like, the first time I had, I have officially seen Mean Girls eight times, like, total. But I saw it, like, all the times before that. I couldn't stage door. So it was nice that I actually got to, like, be able to see there, stand there and see everybody. And, like, I genuinely wanted to talk to everyone. Like, I'm not the type of person that'll just be like, okay, sign my playbill and go off on your way. Like... I wanted to talk to people and I think like, I don't remember, I feel like it might have been like Milan or Kira and I would like said their name and they're like, whoa, like, you know me. And no, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, I want to make you feel important. Like, I so nice. oh, I know who you are. Are you kidding me? That was my seventh time seeing the show. It was so special that like, I finally got to meet everyone and it was all of your, besides you really, like your first official week and yeah. I don't know it was so great what was life on the road like like you obviously were coming back and forth as a vacation swing but like when you were finally on the road is it hard like <laughs> yeah I mean yeah it's like one of those things you just kind of slowly but surely get used to you know it, it's totally hard as it's like how anybody would think it would be it's so hard to uproot every single couple of weeks or every single week I I'm blessed that I joined when I did because I joined at a time where the schedule was a little bit easier. Yeah, you had a lot of sit downs, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And that was part of my reason for like a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we basically did Toronto, California, Florida. That was like basically it plus like two more cities, I think. So we were in we were in sit downs. And I, you know, that was intentional as well. Because I was I when I was looking at my Beetlejuice versus Mean Girls, I was looking at the Uh, that's another thing you have to look at so I think it was like kind of a sign I knew there was like there's something inside me that was like I know that even though I'm excited about being on this first national tour the original cast of Beetlejuice having a new credit on my resume because I already had me girls on there twice um (laughs) and all these understudies I was like I know I'm excited but there was just something and me girls yeah it was just like the the schedule the situation I was also going to be a swing on Beetlejuice which I didn't want to do so there were a lot of things um anywho moral of the story to say I I did a year on tour with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory so I kind of have it down to a science I know my things that I need to make myself feel homey like I have my own personal things right like like twinkle lights I like to like carry twinkle lights like fucking I don't know. It just makes me feel a little cozier and like a candle. I always have to have a candle in my hotel room just so I'm like a little bit, you know, and then there are like all the other travel things that you learn, you know, about having your little like luggage scale and your little packing cubes and your little little collapsible Tupperware that Nadina taught me about and like I've and she taught me about a collapsible tea kettle that I now have so I've got all this collapsible shit um and yeah and like you know I love like we slay a travel day you know I've got like I'm hoping I can like look up a lounge and go to a lounge you know I'm like I have all my little tricks and little tips um doing the sit downs was so much easier. You get to build a little bit of a routine. That's right. the hardest part, right? It's like, you just want to know where your grocery store is, right. where your gym is and where your whatever 
place that you love to go get your bagel is, you know, and you just can't, you can't get that when you're moving around a ton. You just can't. Um, and so that's the worst part about it. And, and then the other thing is like health, like doctor stuff, that shit gets really like, how do you get a prescription filled? You, so like, that's the T like you just CVS constantly change, which CVS you're going to, and you have to like, go get it. Um, that's annoying. That's annoying. That's a pretty annoying one. And like, it's really annoying when you have to like go to a doctor for any reason. Like, obviously you don't try not to do that on tour. Like you try to like make your appointments when you're not on tour, but like sometimes shit comes up and you gotta Don't go they to the- give you like a list of things or did I make that up they do. they do but like for example like I injured myself on my first tour I like got like a foot injury and I was having to see like an orthopedic specialist in Seattle and then I was given a prescription for physical therapy because we didn't have a physical therapist traveling with us on Charlie and so in every single city I had to call out a week or two in advance of when we were in that city because it usually took like a week to process my workers comp claim and all of my information to set up a time. So I had to be like two cities ahead of scheduling my physical therapy sessions in different states. And like they had a physical therapist that would come to the theater like three nights a week, but you only got a 20 minute session. And like, because my injury was so bad, they were like, no, 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 you need like a full hour session, like twice a week, three times a week. And so I was having to like Yelp review, like figure out what physical therapist and figure out which ones were like proximal to the theater or the housing. And that was just bullshit. And, and figuring out housing, Airbnb, this is true for both tours for sure, where like you had to be scheduling out your Airbnbs, like Right. Cities in advance. Didn't Um, they like suggest like housing for you though? Like, yeah. So the way our contract worked and very much past tense worked because the contract changed, you probably heard a little bit about that during, during our tour. The way it used to work is that they were required to give you two hotel-esque ideas. Um, And if you decide (laughs) one of those ideas, they'll book it for you, but you just give your credit card. So like you're still paying, but they'll book it for you and like do the arrangements. But if you don't choose one of those two options, usually hotels, then it's all on you entirely. And as you can imagine, like if the, if the, neither of the hotel options has a kitchen, that shit gets so hard after a while, you know, you just got to be able to make your own food and like pop some popcorn or whatever you know what I mean like that's right. just like there are certain hotels that wouldn't give us mini fridges and microwaves that's you know important. and like and you can't even heat up leftovers like you're required to go buy food out you have no place to put that <laughs> you have nowhere to do do any leftover like it's it's just so not financially or emotionally or healthily in any regard um considerate for our for uh, what we have yeah. Start bringing a fridge in your trunk. Yeah. So those are the hardest parts, you know, but I'm, I'm super like, like I'm super organized. So I don't mind so much the Airbnb ahead of time thing, but it'll be interesting to see how this new contract works with tours and stuff. So So most of the time were you in an Airbnb or did you? I tried an Airbnb as much as I could. That was the hard thing about vacation swinging. I was rarely in an Airbnb when I was vacation swinging because I wasn't there to like plan it with other people. And so then I would, you know, so I was, I was pretty strategic. Like once I found out I was starting full time, I like started messaging cast members to, for Toronto housing. Cause that's five weeks. I was like, you guys stay? I, I will be in an Airbnb. I was <laughs> in an Airbnb in Toronto. Everybody's, oh, we were, there's like this, um, corporate housing spot 
right across from the theater in Toronto. Um, it's called the, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but almost everybody stayed there. Um, but all the one bedrooms were taken by the time I found out I was doing the ensemble, the full-time track. So I ended up messaging someone and was like, yo, we can save a little money if we do a two bedroom. Would you be willing? And I'm grateful it ended up really working out because she and I got along with right. um, Adriana. Aww. So I was going to ask you about Legally Blonde. How was it? It was great. It was a blasty poo. I've been I've been dying to play the role that I played in that for a long time. Are you Margo? Is Margo, yeah. And there's just something about the role. Like, you know, there's just very few roles in musical theater that are like this awesome intersection of not only like you kind of really have to be a triple threat to play the role, but then there's a comedic element, which is like my favorite thing to do. And so getting to do all three, like I really got to dance and I really got to sing and I really got to act and use my comedy skills. And um, the roles that have that intersection of all all those things there's just not actually as many as I would think and you were um, home weren't you like in I, Kansas City I was home yeah I was home my boyfriend's from there too we met uh-huh. during the pandemic so it was a you know homecoming of many of epic proportions and it was it was very fun and it's the theater that like I went to the Jimmy's in high school and it's like the theater okay that- Jimmy Awards <laughs> yeah so like that's the theater Starlight is the theater that like sends the kids to the Jimmy Awards and so like I did I was nominated both my junior and my senior year in high school and then you know won my senior year and so it was cool to be able to like come back meet the blue star nominees of this year I actually now that I'm remembering they did like a notable alumni thing and they had you Jasmine in English like on the screen oh I heard about that somebody sent me a picture so I was gonna ask what are you up to now doing the thing it's the grind it's the New York grind baby I'm auditioning and I am trying to make money I teach yoga Oh. Um, I'm trying to teach a lot of yoga and um, s- starting this week, I'm going to try and start getting back into dance classes. I've only been back for like two and a half weeks because um, oh. I stayed in Kansas City a little longer just to have some family time and stuff. So you deserve that. You were touring for. Yeah. Yeah. So I give myself like a moment to like fully get back. I, I have been back to auditioning um, just because I got some auditions and got to go. So, you know, that's the grind. I'm going to I'm going to try and go to some open calls this week. I try to like stay going to open calls because it's just it keeps you in the in the, the just sort of the practice of auditioning and getting better at auditioning and and shockingly not shockingly like a lot can move from those open calls. I went to like three the day before I left for Legally Blonde and I ended up getting appointments from two of them at least like it's leading somewhere exactly that's kind of what I was feeling and and even if you're not right for the project always nice to like let the casting directors be reminded that you exist right and that this is what you do whatever you're doing you know try and do that go to some dance classes I'm always trying to see friends lastly to anyone listening where can they find you on social media oh at Lily Kaufman uh with two ends Lily Kaufman on on Instagram and and by golly, I'm going to get into TikTok and it's Lil underscore cough. Well, thank you so much for doing this. But yeah, it was so nice to meet you again. It was so nice like getting to know you more. That's all for this week's episode of people who are somehow important to my well-being. Make sure you follow at important to my well-being pod on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.